So we're back with the Whiskey Neat Podcast. James, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. I'm uh, hanging with my daughter, trying to get her to go to sleep. It's a tough one. Hey, she'll she'll make her cameo into the uh, the podcasting world tonight. Then, well, I guess oh, she's yeah, been. Sure I think she, she was will. with you with one of the other ones, but we'll see. Yeah, this, this will pretty much be our second. So she might become a regular. You never know. What what do you what do you got in your cup? I'm just drinking a regular old Jim Beam tonight. Didn't open up anything special. Just wasn't one of those nights. But went back to the old trusty dusty Jim Beam. I'm gonna say, don't sound too disappointed about it. It's not terrible. Oh, I'm not disappointed at all. I just got a a, a rack full of bourbon sitting there looking at me. But, uh, <laughs> I I just couldn't take myself to open one today. It was just one of those days. I gotta. We have to go to the liquor store soon. I've got Sazerac Rye. I like a good yes. rye every now and again. Definitely, definitely a solid rye. I've had uh, High West Double Rye, and that was good. I'd, I'd get Sazerac again. Definitely, definitely good as as far as ryes go. Uh, especially drinking it right now. I've got it on a an oversized ice cube. So it gets a little bit of that ice melt. So nice, 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 nice. Definitely a good one. So uh, I wanted to talk about warm weather concealed carry gun and or caliber preferences. What are you carrying now? Now that we are in Illinois in mostly t-shirt and jean and or short weather well i'm down to the black 43 now um that was pretty much what i knew i was gonna buy going into the summer black 43 runs nine mil i run the uh what am i running i think i'm running the horn ready critical defense it's either a critical defense or critical duty Whichever one is one. The Hornadies? Yeah. They got the red plastic in it? Yeah, it's got the red tip and the plastic. I don't know. Is that the critical duty, I think? I don't know. I don't don't shoot. I I mean, I've shot Hornady before, but um, I'm running the SIG 320 right now. And I'm running Spear Gold Dot. Okay. Now, how do you, how do you do with the larger gun? I mean, I know you're a bigger guy. Well, I'm a bigger guy. I'm shorts, t-shirt. Six how does it, uh, work six one two thirty five on a good day. On a good day. When I'm and thinking I'm, light. And I'm five um, seven, roughly one eighty. I carry. I I've got the three twenty carry, so it's the compact slide, but the full size grip. So if I wear some of my more form-fitting t-shirts, if you're looking, I, I do print a little bit. I'm by no means washboard abs. I'm a little bit in between that and the whole dad bod phenomenon going on. But uh, 
that's an interesting phenomenon. <laughs> um, I was like that before I was a dad. So uh, I'm by no means the, the thinnest guy out there, but I'm not robust either in the in the midsection. But um, I can carry it in my 36s. I don't have to get a bigger waistband to carry. I carry appendix right now. I've got a Schwartz holster for it. I was running a Harry's holster that I liked and then ran into a guy on Instagram, uh, Schwartz, and I had him actually Cerakote my gun. And then his brother yeah. does Kydex, and I had him do a uh, an appendix holster for my 320. So I'm running that with the Raptor Claw, no wedge, and... Just a hook, not the the utila clip or ulti clip or multi clip or whatever they call it. Um, mm-hmm. My Harry's holster was an appendix with the raptor claw and the multi clip, but I like just the the J hook. Just having the single J hook where he had his on his holsters really worked for me. Right, um, right. Carry that just off centered in the front. Um, the one thing I do run into is I was running with uh, a Hanks. Hanks leather belt. They give you a hundred year warranty. Now what it was their con- I don't know if it was their concealed carrier or it was a carry belt, but it's I got the thickest one they had because I don't want there's times where I carry a full size forty five. There's times that I carry a nineteen eleven. My the full size forty five that I, I carry occasionally is the the FN FNX forty five. Uh no threaded barrel, no optics slide on it, no optic cut. Um and then uh, occasionally I'll carry a, a SIG Fastback Carry Nightmare 1911. And both of those guns get heavy, especially with the the FNX 45. I'm getting 17 rounds, 17 plus 1 of 45. The 1911's right. all steel. The FNX is half polymer, half steel. Um, so I had gotten the the extra thick belt. So when I carry appendix with that, I do get a really big bulge in the front between the gun, this almost half inch thick belt, and the buckle all right there. Uh, so I've started messing around with other types of belts, but I didn't want to spend a ton of money on something. So I found found a click belt at Burlington for like nineteen bucks and or fourteen ninety nine, fourteen ninety nine or nineteen ninety nine. I've liked that so far. It it seems to work and it's pretty adjustable. So, yeah, see, I, 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 go ahead. I was just, I run the, the concealed carry version of that belt and it works perfectly fine. But I'm also carrying. I'll carry my 1911 every now and then, but because I don't carry it all the time, I haven't really worried about it. Um, well, I'm gonna have mostly, to. I'm getting ready to have to either start carrying the. FN or the 1911 for the next three to six weeks because I'm sending my Glock or sending my Glock, sending my SIG in for the factory upgrade because I had it while it was before they had the the new safeties internal safeties put in for that drop safe issue that they had going on. Okay. So I've got to send it out, but but why do you why did you choose the 43? And why did you choose nine millimeter? Um, both of them were really kind of 
they had to go hand in hand. I picked the 43 because small compact size, but it doesn't, to me, from what I've sh- shot out of subcompacts, it doesn't shoot small. Um, and then with like modern ballistics, I wasn't like taken away by carrying a nine. With modern day ballistics, I'm not at all against carrying a nine millimeter, um, especially carrying like a defense round uh, that I think it more than makes up for what used to be the more disadvantageous setup with the smaller caliber. Uh, And the second part of it is because when I bought the Glock 43, I also bought a Glock 17, which is now my car gun, that it's easier for me to carry nine and everything than it is to have different calibers for my daily carries. Okay. And I was I I was kind of along the same boat as you when I first started into handguns. I was definitely oh I need a forty five for the whole knockdown power myth. And I suppose a few years ago, or not just a few years ago, but a while back, it wasn't necessarily a, a myth. It was a more a way better round for self-defense than a nine was. But like you said, with modern ballistics, the nine has really bridged that gap. Now you said you couldn't remember if it was, if you had the critical duties or the critical defense. Do you remember what grain you're shooting? Oh, Jesus. Um, 115 or 135. I want to say it's 115. I don't think it's 135. Then then I'm going to go out on the limb and say that you're probably shooting the Hornady 115 FTX critical defense. That sounds probably right. Maybe, maybe I'm gonna not. Say it, was, it was probably well, uh, the critical defense. I'm and looking the, at Lucky Gunner, Lucky Gunner's website. They had uh, I don't know who did it. I think it's their webs the the company themselves that does this did a, a ballistics test that they're always updating, and it goes from. They started with 380 and went up through what they go up through 357 SIG. So they did 389 mil, 40, 45 ACP, 38 special, 357 mag, 10 mil, and 357 SIG. So, and they they shot things and they shot it with a five shot average. They did depth, they did uh, expanded bullet damage or how, how big it expanded from that. Uh, and they've got pictures up for for how it expanded. For your Hornady 115 critical defense, you're looking at a five shot average penetration into gel of 13.1 inches and an average diameter of half an inch with right. an average velocity of 1143. For muzzle velocity. Well, that is better than what they quoted on the box. I actually went and found the box. Now, uh, it is the critical defense. I got about the 25 round pack. Uh, I bought two of them that filled all my magazines. And their velocity on the box is 1140. So, so now I know. According again, according to LuckyGunner.com's 
website and this this study, the FBI standard they will the FBI will not carry will not let them carry anything or issue anything that doesn't penetrate at least twelve inches and won't issue anything that penetrates over eighteen inches through the gel. Right. I have heard that. So that thirteen point one inches is is right in there because you don't want it to not do what it needs to do, but you don't want it to over penetrate and then you're you're hitting things behind you. Right. Um now we'll scroll down to I'm shooting spear gold dot. The 115 spear gold dots are an average of 16.4 inch penetration with a five shot average diameter of 0.55 inches and 11.43 for the velocity. And I think mm-hmm. you were 11.43 for yours, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah, you were 11.43. So I'm getting, according to this, and this is you know the, the five-shot average, three inches more penetration, five one-hundredths of an inch bigger expansion, but shooting the same muzzle velocity on average. So mm-hmm. fairly, fairly average, fairly close rounds. I would yeah. say the biggest thing would be the the um, penetration because you're getting on average to three inches more. That five one hundredths is is minuscule. Now that might make a difference. That might not. Again, I I think a big thing comes down to shot placement too, and that was something that I'm like you know when I first started carrying, I was just getting into handguns. Was going oh you know I I want something that's going to just knock you down. Well that. The 45 is still not going to just knock you down. So, right. one thing, I mean, you, you see it being in emergency services, being a first responder. There's a lot of people that we take to the emergency room who survive multiple gunshots. And that's, that's one thing that having that perspective of it, like, yeah, it, even you look at Chicago, oh, there were 30 people shot and, you know, four dead. So that means there's 26 people who got shot, most likely with handguns who survived it, whether it was one shot or whether it was five. They don't say how many shots, but it it was they survived it. And that's one thing I think about with like even the FBI giving such a broad range, like it needs to penetrate at least 12 inches, but not over 18 because they don't want to over penetrate that. Um when you're trying to stop somebody, I think there's such a huge range of ammunition that you can pick nowadays because you're talking about a handgun. You know, you notice you don't have that kind of, you know, broad range of choice with like rifle ammunition and stuff like that. There's different manufacturers and stuff like that. But for the most part, they're the same. When you're talking five, five, six, it's mostly 62 grain or 55 grain. You know, there's not anything crazy in there. And that's like, one thing that I'm looking at with picking ammunition and stuff like that, I care more now at this point that it cycles through my firearm. Um, right. Well, and that it's going to be a consistent shot accuracy-wise. Exactly. And that's uh, – we were talking about it recently with a couple guys, and that was the biggest thing for me. I mean, as soon as I bought both of these uh, handguns, I took them to the range, and I put a magazine – uh, well, I put 
the uh, Hornady's through it, and I put something from Federal through it. I can't remember what it was. Both of them went through I mean, their Glocks, so Glocks tend to, from what I'm experiencing, they tend to shoot pretty much anything pretty well. Um, but I like the feeling of the Hornady's better. Maybe I was just more focused, whatever it was, I shot a better group. So that's what I bought. I, I think that's uh, something that can really get overlooked when people talk about what their um, carry ammunition is going to be. And I think that's pretty important. Well, and I think a, a big thing comes down to make sure you're comfortable shooting what you're shooting. If you're if you're going to shoot a 9 millimeter with 124 plus P, I get that the 115 grain target ammo might be cheaper, but you at least got to go and shoot out 124 plus P's. Yeah. And uh, I know you don't want to necessarily buy defensive rounds to just shoot at your target, but you got to at least throw a couple down range so you know how it's going to be because it, there is going to be a little bit of a difference. There's going to be a difference in how depending on the firearm, depending on the quality of it or what kind of tolerance is or whatever come into play, your firearm might not cycle with it. It might malfunction. I mean, right. you never know. So, so if you're, if you're shooting something totally different for your target ammo, I, I would urge you to, to try to shoot at least a magazine of what you're going to do, you know, because it, it does start to get expensive if you're trying to sit there and shoot, 300 rounds your defense rounds through your your gun to make sure that it's it cycles well and all of this and make sure you're you're consistent but at least put at least put a mag through so you know what it's going to be like and you know where it is and if you're not consistent with that mag then you know what spend the extra money to go and do it again because your life's worth more than that oh yeah and i think that's one thing very important to consider too is you know, how many magazines of defense ammo are you going to carry? You know, if you carry one in the in your handgun plus another backup worth of, um, you know, your defense ammunition, uh, then you can still have other target ammo or whatever as backup, you know, if we talk about like some shit hits the fan type scenarios. But your defense in the moment, whatever, you need to have a, a defense ammunition that you're very good at shooting. Because if oh, your definitely. defense ammunition behaves differently than, you know, your regular nine millimeter ball ammunition, now you're gonna have uh you're gonna have some issues. You know, you might hit the first shot, but is the recoil different or you know, what's going on that the firearm can handle a lot different. If you're not used to it, you've never shot through it, you don't even know what to expect. Well, and I know me personally, when I carry, I've got I've got the 17-round 17, 17 mag plus one in the chamber because, to me, it doesn't make sense to carry a gun without one in the chamber. Epic for an entirely <laughs> an entire separate episode. So if I'm, uh, if I'm carrying, there's going to be one in the chamber. So I've got 17 plus one right away. And those are all spear gold that my second mag is also a 17 round mag, which is also all spear gold that if I've got to go through more than my 35 rounds, 
either I'm not hitting what I'm aiming at or I'm in a situation where I'm going to be outgunned. Yeah, exactly. For for the most part, the whole point of me carrying is to protect myself and my family. If we're out somewhere and I find myself with, as long as my family's with me, chances are, in the grand scheme of things, I'm never going to have to fire around. The odds are in my favor, statistically speaking. Yeah, definitely. So, as long as I... And I'm not going to, because it's it's dumb and it's putting me at a different, it's just, it's it's not what I'm trained to do. If I'm in that kind of situation where I'm out with my family and say we're at a mall and somebody opened fires, if I've got my family there, we're going to shelter in place and we're going to work our way outside of that building. And, I'm not going to go looking for the shooter. That's and, That's not what I'm there for. I'm not right. a cop. I've never trained to be that. I've never trained for, with the military. I've I've never done any of that kind of stuff. I'm not going to go and do it. That gun isn't to be on the offensive. It's to be on the defensive. So if I've got to sit there and hole up in the store that I'm in, and I'm going to, honestly, if that happens, I'm going to work towards either getting out of the building, getting to my vehicle, or I'm going to be getting to somewhere in a corner or a bathroom where there's one way in, one way out. So I can watch that one way in, one way out. Well, that brings up a very important point about, you know, concealed carrying isn't just about carrying a firearm. It's about having situational awareness, being aware of what's going on around you. Not just, oh, I have, whether it's nine rounds or 900 rounds, it's even said in that it's critical defense is to defend yourself, not go on the offensive because you heard there was an active shooter or whatever. That's what your cell phone is for to call the cops. At that point, you're not defending against, you know, some active shooter hunting somebody down or something like that. And that for people who are new to concealed carry, I think they forget about the situational awareness part. You got to be aware of what's going on around you literally at all times. Uh, you know, know your ways in. Know oh, your exactly. Ways out, I, I 100% agree. It will save more lives having it in the event that I need it. Because well, I am it, that guy that goes out and I train and I shoot and make sure that I'm on target. And I know training's way different than actually being in it. I mean, we know that as firemen, you go into your live fire training where you're burning in a controlled burn tower, you go into a house fire and everything's completely different. So I get that. But at least going through the motions is going to help me. Well, I'll tell you my logic behind my second mag. My second mag, if I've gotten into a situation where I've had to fire more than eight shots to have to actually reload i'm doing something wrong i'm not moving enough um because either if this was face to face then i should have hit my target by now if this was you know at a distance to where i can just aid in my own escape then if i've made it to that point where i'm having to reload like that then i haven't uh been moving enough my reason for my second mag is because 
malfunctions don't just happen because of ammunition. Adrenaline starts pumping, you kind of lose that that um, your, your uh, what am I trying to say dexterity with your fingers and things like that. You don't have as good. Yeah, as you grip. might you might double you might double pull. There's a well, lot of things that are going to happen. You might double pull. You might not have a solid grip. Whatever it may be, it's a lot easier to clear a malfunction if you have a second mag than trying Very to true. fiddle with the first one. Very true. And My whole that's thing something is I train with. It's the my dad's taught me this my whole life, and I'm sure you've heard it, and I'm sure everybody else has heard it. You'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Exactly. Am I gonna need? Am I gonna need 35 rounds? More than likely not. But what happens if I need 20? Exactly. It makes a big. You know, difference. you you just said I was gonna ask you what your what your 43 carries. You said you get eight. Is that eight with one in the chamber? So you get nine, or is your mag a seven with one? It's seven plus one. Okay, so you're getting 15 rounds when you carry if you take a second mag. Yeah. But it, it, it's going to come down to, and at the end of the day, it's what you're comfortable with, too. If you don't like shooting nine, you, if you're comfortable shooting 45, there's no reason you shouldn't be comfortable shooting nine, at least in my head, the way that I rationalize it. Just because of recoil management and stuff like that with the 45, if you can handle that, there's then shooting a nine should be no problem. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, oh, you got to carry a nine. Because like I said, I used to be one of those guys where it's like, I'm not going to carry anything but a 45. I think it's a double-edged sword with this, with with what I'm about to say. Is a 45, that whole knockdown thing, it's like, well, I don't have to necessarily be on target, but it's still going to do the damage. It's going to stop them. Or I can train better and hit what I'm aiming at with a nine and have more rounds to neutralize more targets if I need it. So yeah, that's the, or like uh, you said, clearing malfunctions. Now, if I drop that mag, as long as I'm smart enough to grab that mag, throw it in my pocket, tap rack and pull, throw a new, a new mag in. Then once I get to an area, I can figure out what went on with that other mag. Right. Right. Definitely. And then now I still have that second mag or that first mag that or half of the first mag or whatever it was, depending on however it was. And what I carry is the same one as what's sitting in the nightstand. I don't change. Now, you go into that whole penetration thing and you go, okay. And that's why I wanted to talk about specifically with, with the warmer weather because in the event that there was something and we're, we'll go out and say, I don't want to throw out percentages because I have no idea, but chances okay. are. All statistics are made up anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Ch- chances are in a situation where I end up needing to use my, my firearm in defense chances are that guy's not going to be wearing a plate vest or even a bulletproof vest. Yeah, it's a very strong chance. So you're looking at right now having to go through a T-shirt, maybe a hoodie or a coat if they went, hey, we're going to bulk up a little bit. So all all of these rounds are more than capable of going through. Yes. And that's, well, that was, that was kind of my point is 
you're going to get a hair more penetration out of the nine than you are the 45. Right. And that was something, like you said, with the modern ballistics that kind of made me start to switch, even though we're talking about warm weather, but it made me switch, especially during the cold weather, because you're looking at down coats on top of a hoodie. So you're going to have to go through all of that stuff before you even hit your target. Right. Right now, we don't necessarily have to worry about that. I know that there's, just like the fire service, very few nevers and always. But if I'm already carrying the nine, then I don't got to worry about it anyway. That's true. And, I mean, I, I see it as a very good all-around caliber. If I'm If I'm carrying a handgun caliber, really at this point, I don't have any... I don't have any desire to carry a 40, um, you know, through shooting it, research and all that. It seems like it does a couple of things well, but not a single thing. Great. Now, asterisk, if you shoot a 40 like my dad, I don't know why. People go, oh, you get the best of both worlds between a nine and a 45, but you also get the worst of both worlds it's yeah. slower it doesn't penetrate as much and That's it doesn't expand as much as the, the 45 it it does so, both things well but neither one it does nothing that it does well that's good that's as the one, one the other like you said that's the one that where where you're starting to go with the nine where it doesn't do anything outstanding that's the 40 it's just yeah. kind of there right so that's why i don't I don't carry a 40. I don't own anything in a 40. I just, that was something that I decided on. And, and that's the bottom of the line. Everybody has to decide for themselves. That was something I decided on when I bought my first handgun. That, okay, I my first handgun was a nine. And it was from then on, I'm not going to buy anything in a 40. I was still debating at that time whether I wanted to buy anything in a 45 and I didn't actually buy anything in a 45 because I wanted something in a 45. I bought a 45 because I wanted a 1911. <laughs> so, and it just seemed wrong to buy a 1911 in a nine millimeter. Every gun in my house, I want it to be, especially handguns. I want to easily be either nine or I should just say pistol calibers in general. I want them to either be nine or 45, one ease of access and two so that when I'm reloading or whatever it may be, I'm not shuffling through. I can tell a nine from a 45 in the middle of the night just by touch. I don't need to. Oh, and you will not be able to tell that. Well, I, I'm sure there's people. I'm sure there's people that could tell the difference between a 10 and a, a 10 mil and a 45. I'm not one of those people. Right. I not want my hand, not right now. Every ammunition I have in my house, I can tell in the middle of the night by hand, 9, 45, 12 gauge, 556, 762, very easily. There are a few calibers that I want to add. I want a lever action 3030 because it is the iconic cowboy gun. Right. It's just one of those I, things. I actually do want one of those. All right. Um, um what would be your advice? First time person looking to start concealed carry, they're looking to go pick up their first handgun for concealed carry. 
top three pieces of advice? Go to a range that has a wide variety of guns that you can rent. Or if you know somebody that has a wide variety of guns, go and shoot a bunch of nines, 40s, 45s, 10 mils, 22s for all I carry. I mean, it's it's whatever you're going to be comfortable with. If you don't like the recoil of a 45, try something smaller. If you still don't like the recoil of a nine, go smaller. You've got 380. You've got 38 special. You've got you've got smaller rounds. A 22 will do what needs to be done in that situation. If you're a good shot, it well, comes down to shot. Still better than carrying nothing. Exactly, it's still going to deter the threat. Nobody's going to want to get hit with anything. So my first piece of advice would be go and shoot and see what you're comfortable with. Now, once you've purchased the firearm, like I said before, shoot a lot, but shoot target, shoot the same, at least the same grain. Even if you're going to target shoot ball ammo instead of the defense ammo, which is what I do. But if I'm shooting 115 target ammo or if I'm shooting 115 defense ammo, I'm going to shoot 115 target ammo. And then I'm still going to throw a couple of my defense rounds after I've sighted in. I'm still going to throw a couple of those, that exact defense round down range to make sure I'm on target. And to make sure I know how that it recoils and it cycles. And then third, get comfortable carrying. Because if you're that guy that's always walking around, guy or girl, that's always walking around and fiddling with your hip, fiddling with your with your appendix or in the small of your back it defeat well it doesn't defeat the purpose but it it definitely throws it be comfortable carrying you shouldn't have to mess with it it should it should feel second nature so those right. are my three things figure out what you want get comfortable with it and then get comfortable carrying walk around your house house with a holster right on the only part i would add is for especially people looking when they're buying that firearm is be realistic about what you can carry. Um, you know, if you're, if you're a guy who, I don't care if you're five, six or six, two, but you only weigh a buck 30, you're probably not going to carry and conceal a full size pistol very well. Well, the big part I think about it. So you're exactly you right. can, you can change what you wear, but, if it's comfortable, like you said, you have to get comfortable with it. If you buy a gun that, you know, you've thought, cause you've heard, Oh, you know, I need to carry so many rounds or whatever. So you got the, the bigger uh, firearm, but now it's not even comfortable for you to wear. So now you end up actually wearing it less. And this is something that I've learned now from carrying the 43. I love concealed carrying a single stack pistol now. Because before, there were situations where, admittedly, I knew I was doing it, that there would be like, I would be like, I don't want to carry while I'm going to do X, Y, Z. Especially if I was doing stuff where I was going to be moving around and bending over a lot, because I was carrying a double stack nine, and it just wasn't comfortable. And it was getting in oh, the way. Definitely. And definitely. instead of like when I'm walking around, you know, walking around, I carried a double stack fine. But now moving, flexing, I was messing with it. I was moving it around, stuff like that. Now, with this Glock 43, I barely can tell that I'm wearing it sometimes. And it is Are you the still best. appendix carrying? I still appendix carry, no issues. And What holster it is, are you using? 
uh, I'm just using a Kydex that I got off of Amazon. I have no idea okay. what the manufacturer is or anything. I think very important for people. And a lot of times if you go to, you know, a gun store and tell them, look, I'm looking to buy something for concealed carry, you know, um, if you're at a good gun store, they will help you out and maybe even show you different holsters and stuff like that. Right. And that's my big thing with going to an actual store. My, my experience has always been way better at a store than it has at a chain, even from the perspective of, I ask guys at a chain a question, and they really ask me my question with a question. I'm like, I was asking you the question because I thought you were a professional. Right. I've been to pretty much every gun store I've been to. I've been to, I've spent a lot of time in gun stores that really market towards law enforcement just because a lot of those also offer like the police and fire discounts and stuff like that. But they're always, a lot more knowledgeable, a lot more open. I'll ask them, even when I bought the um, 17, I was asking about, you know, it's mostly going to be a car gun, but I wanted to see about holsters that maybe in the winter, maybe I want to carry it more. I didn't know. And I thought it's the biggest gun outside of a 1911 that I'll probably really carry. Um, But I brought up those concerns there because I was in an environment that was a lot more willing to help me get to where I wanted to get to instead of just saying, oh, yeah, here's a here's a Glock 17 and a holster. Get out of my store. Um, That's the difference to me with going to uh, a small place that really only deals in firearms. And if you don't feel comfortable at a place, if you feel like they're pushing you around or you know, just trying to get you out the door, just get out the door. Just don't buy there. You right. Know, don't. You know. Well, and I won't, I won't bust out the people that I've had issues with when I've gone to look at and buy firearms. I guess it's technically a plug. Um, the, the people that I've had good luck with, and that's Joe with Southland Firearms in Cole City. He doesn't know me from the next guy. I mean, if I walk in, he might go, hey, I recognize you, but he doesn't know me. Mm-hmm. But any questions I've ever had, he's he's been able to answer, and he does this because he enjoys doing it, and he enjoys helping people get into the sport of firearm shooting. Yeah. And then Mike Johnson, he works with Sheepdog Range and Store in Moni. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I actually – he I knew him before he started working there which is why I gave him a shot. But he, he three-gun shooting has just gotten into that. And if he doesn't know, he'll put you in the right direction. So, and both of those are small, small shops. So like I said, go, go to a small shop. They'll get you right, man. Yep. Those guys are so. doing it for the right reason. They're not doing it to, don't get me wrong, I'm sure they're just like everybody else and they want to make a dollar, but... They're not gonna. They're not gonna put you in the wrong direction just to make an extra dollar. Yeah. So new shooters, get comfortable, know what you can handle, and oh. the get comfortable applies to the shop you go to as well. So. And that's you. You said something. If I had, you told me I only had three pieces of advice. I'll give four. You had said, be realistic about what you can carry. Be realistic about what you're actually going to do. 
are you at what what capacity are you planning on using it in you know are are you like us who you're you're gonna you will pull it to neutralize a threat in the event that that happens if you're not then i don't know maybe you carry so that you can give it to somebody that does that that will do that well i don't know i mean that seems silly but if you're gonna carry make sure make sure you know what you're getting into well here's um when looking at you know, we're in the state of Illinois, you have to have a FOID just to own a firearm. You have to have a concealed carry to be able to carry it around. Address that before you are in the gun store. Address that when you're applying for your FOID, even if you're talking about having it in your house. Are you willing to pull it on somebody who comes into your house when you're getting your concealed carry, when you're applying for and it? Be honest with yourself. Yeah. If you're if if you're if you're telling everybody and you're trying to convince yourself that you're getting it for self defense, are you really going to be able to pull it, and are you willing to point it at somebody and pull the trigger? Right. So, and I mean that's a mentality thing that people have to address. We do kind of when we talk about the world of concealed carry. You know, sometimes people from outside of it will say, "Oh my God, you would shoot somebody," and the it's like for us our response is so simple like if they're threatening my life yes like why is this even a conversation but we it's we live in a world that somehow seems to want to remove itself away from anything like that just like some people you tell them you go hunting and you you know (laughs) you you deer hunt and you're like oh my god you maybe bambi yeah maybe that'll be next episode Right, like you, you, you know what? You're right. That steak that's on your plate didn't used to be a cow either. No, they grew that in the grocery store. Yeah. So another episode, another time. But uh, I, I think this one, this one skimmed the surface. We're gonna have uh, it does a lot more. If to you say got about questions, let us know. Uh, I I don't think either of us are by any means gun experts. I I rely on other people and word of mouth and my own experience. And if you got questions or comments, you wanna you wanna add something to it, let us know. We're yeah. we're open. We're open for that kind of stuff. We welcome it. Yeah, that's that's why this is called a, a community. It's a firearm community. So yes, it is. Everybody learns from each other, and um, you know. I don't claim to know everything. I'm learning from. I'm learning every single day, uh, even. But that's that's the thing is continue to learn and continue to better yourself, especially if you're going to take on the responsibility of carrying a tool that has the power that this one does. Exactly. So, um, be safe. Always carry, and drink good whiskey. There you go.